Was physical canceled? No. It's got one more season. I and was, it comes out in August, I think. How does Rose Byrne have time to be a star of two Apple TV two series? Two Apple TV series, yes. And then she's coming out, I think, with Insidious, which is coming out, like, in the next two months or so. And Maybe. also, she does a ton <laughs> of different movies. Yeah, she she's all over the place, and her past career is crazy. I didn't even know she was in, like, Troy. Did you know she was in, no. <laughs> in Troy originally? And, yeah, um... I think Francesca Del Banco and Nicholas Stoller, um, they both worked with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen a lot before. They just basically cast them and said, we're going to make a show around these two people. It always happens that way, though. It's always two people with these Apple shows. Shrinking Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford, We Crash, Jared Leto, Anne Hathaway. It's mm-hmm. like they can they just get two big names to always headline these series. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Nicholas Stoller has worked with both of them a lot in the past. Obviously, with Neighbors, uh, Get Him to the Creek with Rose Byrne, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, they've done this comedy atmosphere before. Like Judd Apatow, basically. Yeah, kind of. Um, In fact, Carla Gallo, who plays Katie, who is um, Sylvia's best friend in the show. Did you recognize where you saw her from? No. She was from, she was the main girl in Undeclared. The one from like 20 years ago. She oh, was also wow. in Get Him to the Greek for getting Sarah Marshall super bad Californication. She's shown up in a lot of stuff, but obviously she has that Seth Rogen connection yeah. from that. But I don't even know if they share too many scenes together. I saw the first episode. You watched all three. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the three together? And then, yeah. So the plot, I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would mm-hmm. because it seems like everyone always has that one friend, whether you've just graduated high school or it's been 20 years since you graduated, that you've wanted to reconnect with for like the longest time. Sometimes maybe they like pop up in your mind or something like that. And this show kind of gives you what it would be like if that were to actually happen. Well, I mean, they've only been disconnected for five years. Yeah. So no, it, I... it's not since high school and they are in their 40s. But they but they like really were best friends in high school that's yeah. stated throughout the first three episodes multiple times mm-hmm. sylvia she's a stay-at-home wife and she learns that her friend will has just been divorced who she hasn't spoken to in years and then they meet up and will invites her to a party she decides to go to the party so like mishap happens when audrey which is the name of will's ex-wife shows up yeah. with, with another i think it's boyfriend. important to note that sylvia and will sort of broke up their friendship because sylvia hated audrey yes yes and, he, and she wasn't the only one we learned throughout the episode that multiple people were telling Will not to do it. Yeah, but Will felt most connected with Sylvia. And so when she went against his upcoming wife, that's when things really yeah. like, just fell apart. Yeah. And in the end, it, it seems like Sylvia was in the right because, yeah, it, it turns into an ugly divorce. And Will and Audrey, outside of this bar that he owns, have like a fight. And Audrey ends up going away. And then uh, to kind of make Will feel better, Sylvia and him spend the night. That was the first episode. Yeah, but I don't think you're supposed to say that she's like 100% right because from what it sounds like a lot of what happened to the breakdown of the marriage between Will and Audrey was uh, is it Aubrey or Audrey? Audrey, it's Audrey. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was basically Will's fault. He cheated on her. He felt like he wasn't doing enough because she was expecting more from him. And it doesn't seem like they definitely wrote it so that he would not look like some glowing hero. Yes, but he is the protagonist of the TV show. He sure, is kind of funny. the underdog when it comes to things like that. And we learned that because Sylvia was just making it seem at the beginning of the episode when they were meeting up that she just like kind of thought of him. But really, the reason why she, she wanted didn't to want talk to admit that she knew about his him being divorced because she felt that that would be embarrassing he even called it later on in that episode a 
pity uh, meet. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't, that's how it, come, it came across. But she only admitted to it when she was drunk. Yeah. Which makes sense too. And how do you think Rose Byrne plays a drunk? Because she kind of does the same thing in Neighbors where she gets kind of like out of it really quickly. Rose Byrne, like, I felt like had a moral, moral center in Neighbors because like here, yeah. Wait, she wait, just wait, gets... wait. No, no, no. She got, in Neighbors, she went over and tried to like fake sleep with yeah, Dave Franco, so right? Did... Don't you remember that? She tried to set up Dave Franco with some other girl and like to break yes, up. Yes, that's yes. There's that's no moral he... center there. This was that was a thing about a war next. No, this is I think she's definitely more unless stuff happens in the second and third episode. I'm unaware of. Well, that's the thing in the second and third episode. They both have to kind of stand up for themselves. That's really the ongoing lesson, I feel like, of this series, because at the end of the first episode, they have a fight and then they end up they like make up at the end of the first episode. Yeah, they're texting. Yeah. And that's also I felt what was like a con for the series, because I felt every episode they needed to try and have some type of reason why both of them would hang out. More importantly, too, is she's a stay-at-home mom, so she doesn't have a job, really. But he does. He works at the bar. He works at the bar, It's very yeah. convenient that they have jobs that let them do this. Because usually, you wouldn't have that with two adults who are super busy. Like, they needed to manufacture a situation where they were able to mend their friendship and why other people would normally not be able to. Not only that, Will is, like, the... He's the one that really runs the bar. And yeah. it just seems like every single episode, he's always just able to kind of leave willy-nilly wherever he wants it's to. It's the perks of being the boss, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the second episode deals with Sylvia. She's thinking about buying a new house that apparently was like a former assistant living type of place. And she doesn't have, I guess, really, again, the confidence to say no to these house realtors. They're showing her the house. It's terrible. So she kind of brings Will along with her. And Does she Will... get drunk before she goes? Because I know that in this episode, she also gets drunk too, right? Like she goes to her husband. Or is that the third episode? That, right? was, the, that was the third episode. That's the third episode. That's, episode. That's, when, that's when, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So they both go to. They go to the house, and and, and, uh, for some reason, Sylvia, I guess it's just she doesn't want to put that much work into it, is thinking about signing, like putting an offer for this place, even though this house is terrible. Mm -hmm. We see. But I mean, he's with her, so he's just going to stop that, right? Yeah, but we see that there's like buttons that when you press it, scream medic in the whole place, the place where like the kids are going to sleep. It's outfitted to be an assisted living center. But like the kids' own rooms have like small little kitchens in them that don't work we see it's completely run down and so that's when will kind of like speaking for the audience goes to sylvia and is like look you need to just not sign this house. You're going to hate it. I mean, I know that this the place... just sounds like the office episode where Michael Scott ends up signing into like a new apartment or, or house. Like he buys a house and then Dwight is like trying to tell him saying the contract sucks and stuff. And he's but but it doesn't matter. Well, here Sylvia actually listens to Will. She says, look, I will not put in. I won't sign for this house. Yeah. As long as you go back to Audrey's place because you need to get your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and now it sounds like an episode of this fool because like there was literally a part where he went to his exes and tried to get the ring back. Right. So where the first half of this episode was kind of focusing on Sylvia, the mm-hmm. second half of the episode was focusing on Will. But they're both hanging out the entire time. Yeah. Are there scenes that break them apart where you see them with their friends or is it just them? Not really. Them? Not not in the first three cool. episodes. And the best joke that people were talking about in the second episode was apparently when she introduced him at the um, at the open house that they were having. Yes. And he's the contract. No, I thought that he, she said that he worked for Nickelodeon or something. Like oh, he yeah, was no. the host for Nickelodeon. He, no, he, he was a contractor and he was a host for Nickelodeon. I and... feel like the host for Nickelodeon <laughs> is the bigger part there for a show that doesn't exist, right? Yeah, but the thing was was that they mostly made it seem like he was a contractor because even when they're going through the, the house, you see a refrigerator that doesn't work anymore. And he's like, oh, yeah, we can contract that out of here. Anyone who's seen those type of shows 
knows how to walk into a room and like starts uh, being really critical of stuff. Can we go back to the Nickelodeon part? I'm wondering, yeah. has he ever hosted for a Nickelodeon TV series? Uh, I did not do that recently. I know he's just done a ton of stuff. He's, he's definitely done a ton of kids' films. Like I'm sure Conflict he's Panda and stuff like that. Won Teen Choice Awards and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So by the second, by the end of the second episode, uh, Will and Sylvia they climb in through Will's dog door because they don't want to meet Audrey. In fact, they don't even think that she's home. How big a dog does he have? To, like, because they're different sized dog doors. It must I'm be not large. sure if I even saw a dog this episode, really. Okay, so they get through the dog door, like a couple of teens trying to break into a and house. And Audrey ends up being home. And she's home. <laughs> and they confront her. And uh, Audrey is not going to give Will his stuff back. She's like, no, like this is absolutely not going to happen. Get out of here. I mean, so far, the, everything that we've seen is that Audrey tried to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. And I get that, that Will owns the bar. But at the same time, her brother or her stepbrother, right? Yeah. Um, it has another stake in it. So it made sense why she was there. But she went with a date. So it was kind of an ill taste. But then Will calls that date a Nazi. So that's also pretty bad. Yeah. And this is after he had cheated on her. And that was the reason they were breaking up. Then you go to where he's breaking into her house. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of stuff makes sense for where his mind should be at. But like, wh- where do you fall on his side in this? I, again, he's the underdog. So really, when I was watching these episodes, I was rooting for both of them. Uh, I thought no, that no, no, no. I mean between Audrey. Oh, like, between Audrey and, and Will. Will. I still, yeah. I still kind of side with Will. But I mean, like, again. what has Audrey done that's been so bad? Well, she, I mean, who brings a boyfriend to a bar? Nah, I mean... Especially it, when your ex-husband owns that bar. Who calls them then a Nazi? Look, I know... <laughs> I'm saying that the show presents it like... Also, I think he implied, Will. like, several times that her, that Audrey and her stepbrother were way yeah, too close. Was, yeah, which was a funny <laughs> joke, but it's, like, completely insulting. And then in the second episode, right? Yeah. Um, when someone crawls into your... Like, it's no longer his it house was, anymore, the right? Thing was, he, he was trying to get his stuff back, and he didn't want to... Uh, what stuff is she keeping? Just uh, mostly a pet lizard named Gandalf. Okay, so it's about a pet. Yes. That makes they're trying sense. to give, And she does not want to give Gandalf up. So then Will leaves the house. Sylvia asks if she can use Audrey's bathroom. And Audrey's like, fine, but get out right afterwards. And she ends up taking Gandalf and giving it back to Will. Why does Why does anybody want the lizard so bad? Because uh, it was Will's lizard. Even it, Sylvia says that in the episode. She's like, this was your lizard. You kept care of him. Like, you were, like, 100% the owner of this thing yeah i'm not arguing that but i'm saying like why was audrey so insistent why did why because she knew that will wanted the lizard so that she, was the she main is a little thing. vindictive yes so yeah. okay all right probably um, the funniest joke was at the end of the second episode because they go to will's place and sylvia tries to give him back to uh, gandalf and then mm-hmm. he's like actually i don't take too much good care of like pets yeah so can you actually keep them oh, so, <laughs> so sylvia See, again, so audrey's gandalf. right audrey shouldn't have been giving will the pet I think it that's... seems like everything that he, Will is doing is wrong. <laughs> but the but the thing is, the show is I think framing it that way. You're supposed yeah. to be for Will. You want him to get Gandalf back, but then right as he gets Gandalf back, it's kind of uh, pulling the rug out from under you and being like, "Oh no, he actually really shouldn't be taking care of this." Now there's thing. a scene in the trailer where uh, he gets his hair dyed. Does that happen by the third episode? Not in the third episode. Okay, okay, no. okay. So continue on with the third episode. Oh, I think I know what you're. T- I saw the thumbnail where yeah. they're yeah, like spreading something on. Yeah, I think they're bleaching his hair. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't happen here. Actually, the third episode is where the most gets done. Johnny66, which is like a burger burger chain, is thinking about buying Will's beer from his bar. 
Like just the beer or the whole bar? No, no, just the beer so that they can serve it. Because he's a brewmaster. Yeah. He makes all those different types. We even see, yeah, there's like a cool like beginning scene where we're seeing how the beer is getting made. Have you ever have you ever made beer? No. I couch surfed once and at the first house that I went to, uh they were in Boston and then they were immediately like preparing their own beer and they were canning it. Like they were using old bottles to put their own beer in. It was so weird. Like I just jumped into it and like it was I was part of the canny team, so like it wasn't as big a deal, but yeah. I wish I could do that. That I don't know awesome. if it was legal. <laughs> I think you do you need a license to do it? No. If it's just between you and your friends, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think that the license is more for like bars and things like that. Anyways, Anyways yeah. Will is completely against the idea because he does not want to give Johnny 66 his beer due to the fact he believes the burger chain has fascist ideas. Like, Again, with been, the Nazi stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's been like small ties that he feels like are just like kind of two big red flags. Yeah, I think Seth Rogen is Jewish. So Oh, it, yeah, no, he is. He is, there's yeah. There's no question He's spoken out a little bit about Israel-Palestine, but yeah. Yeah, and so Sylvia and Charlie, that's uh, Sylvia's husband's name, right? Yeah, Charlie. You should recognize him from, there. he was in Killjoys as the main character in that, but, um, and then I don't think you saw the Bros movie. He was in that as well. He he was the secondary guy in that, though. Oh, okay. So I think he was playing gay in that, and he's playing straight here. Yeah. All right. (laughs) But yeah, no, so this is what I mean by I felt they were just having to come up with some reason why they should hang out, because really when Sylvia, she's at a staycation, they're at a hotel where they live Mm -hmm. but it seems or where they're going to stay for the weekend because charlie has a big conference coming up with all the like executives and big corporate people that for his job that he's going to work with yet sylvia she feels kind of bored in her hotel room so she decides to again hang out with will and they go to a johnny 66 so they can actually see how things are going down i felt like this was also the most wholesome episode i really enjoyed this one i think the most do you think this has the opportunity to become like a ted lasso series I don't think I feel like not as much heart. Yeah, not as much heart here. Is there is there a lot of cynicism? Because in the first episode, I I agree, I did enjoy it, and it was all because of Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Like those two characters, I just enjoyed watching. Absolutely, and I really enjoyed that there was no will they won't they aspect to it. It really was just two friends hanging out because I feel like that is overly done in every single show ever. Have you seen it uh, when Harry met Sally or like when they referenced it in the first episode? Obviously, yeah, but like. There are, I, they kept on saying that it's a trope to have a platonic relationship, and I disagree because I really don't see it in too many things. I guess it's just unaddressed in most things because people are just just friends. Yeah. Do you even know where the name platonic came from? Like, no. could you take a guess? I, platonic, I, Plato. Yes. Plato was the one who made that word. Well, no, it wasn't. It become popular as a word until later, but they were using him in it because of one of the expressions that he would always talk about how uh, needs of the flesh were like worse off than needs of the spirit or mm, something. I would have never gotten that. Yeah, it's got a whole history. And if, if people want to read the whole Wikipedia page, they can. But yeah, so the third episode, they go to 66, Johnny 66. And yeah, happens? and Seth Rogen, or Will, like by, basically by the end of the episode, there's, there's a little bit of a falling out that he has with his crew but he decides to finally, uh, yeah, he's going to sign with Johnny 66 because he sees an Instagram video of Audrey really like hanging out with uh, her boyfriend. He gets kind of mad about it and he's like, you know what? Screw it. Sylvia, she sticks up for herself in the third episode as well because there's someone, the ongoing uh, joke with him is that this like guy at the head of the corporate level who she's... You mean with Charlie? Yeah, with Charlie. This yeah. is Charlie's storyline. 
Sylvia has met him a thousand times, but he cannot remember her name. Yeah. Like, no matter what, even though they've met 200 times, he's always introducing himself. And Sylvia has just had it. By the end of the third episode, the guy is about to make a speech, and she uh, she takes his speech away from him because he's holding it in his hand and says that he has three guesses to guess what her name is because of how much they've met. Mm -hmm. And he can't do it, so she eats it. She, she eats eat, his speech? She eats his speech, uh, yeah. And, okay. and so uh, we see he gives like a terrible one by the end of the third episode, but he does remember her name. So overall, I will give this show a 6 out of 10 because I did feel like even though I enjoyed every episode, I was watching the same moralistic message. Stand up for yourself so and something good is going to happen. Yeah, repetitive. Also, they make fun of TikTok, which every single show does, I feel, at this point. Um, it almost felt so like So you're marking humor. them down for, for yeah, a social media yeah yeah because it's like again you i mean see it takes the, place in la yeah so. but you see the daughter she's like posing and doing dances and i'm just like oh this feels like it's overdone and some one-liners even though i felt like most of the good ones were from will really didn't work at points i found myself not so you laughing. didn't find the wit to be as like because after seeing the first episode i really did see it sort of kind of as a party down um a this fool type of comedy where it was sort of, not workplace but there there because it's not romance because there's not that undercurrent it it did kind of play off as a workplace comedy to me. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that that's a bad comparison. I will only say this about this fool and Party Down. You really enjoyed those episodes. I really enjoyed Party Down Season 3 as well. I probably would have given them the first episode a 7 is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm well, saying... Out of the bunch, which was your favorite? I would say, again, Episode 3, because Episode 3 felt like it... Yeah, you said it had the most... It's going like, to have an ongoing storyline yeah. with this Johnny 66 thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but overall, a 6. The reviews have been pretty positive, though it does have a 6.8 on IMDb Metacritic gave it a 75. IndieWire gave it a B minus, saying it was a competently done series about a tiny midlife crisis. Roger Ebert said it was a hangout series, which would inspire more cynicism if the main on screen couple weren't so excitingly in sync. Decider actually said skip it. However, huh. they also wrote a separate article that said that it was a hit. Um, so <laughs> two different authors. Yeah, way. Uh, CNN called it a vanity project. That was probably the most negative one. Variety also gave it a negative review of unbelievable. Two unpleasant people hanging out can be a good TV show, but platonic when just it was, isn't. When it was saying unbelievable, was it saying like this actually won't happen? So yeah, that's an ongoing debate, even online between like users, because people are uh, are more interested in why Charlie told Sylvia to go reach out to Will, because I, I a think, lot of yeah. husbands would feel pretty jealous in that ex instance and not want them, especially at the point where they're being like confused as a couple to be hanging out together. The reason I feel they did that was because the writers knew that that was going to be a thing, so that's why they made yeah. Charlie speak to Sylvia and be like, you should totally do this. Well, I the felt creators like are just... married, so yeah. it's funny how they, it, and they're basing this off base uh, something in real life that happened to them. But but the did you catch the um, Ring Around the Rosie reference in the first episode, <laughs> no. though? You don't remember Get Him to the Great Greek? No. The, the, the really R-rated song that uh, Rose Byrne sings? As like because she was Jackie Q, and as soon as she started singing in in, in this, I was like, oh, that's definitely a correlation to previous works. Well, not only done. not only that, what is it with Seth Rogen and Lord of the Rings? I remember <laughs> he was making fun of like Lord of the Rings. I think in this is the end as well, like speaking as Gandalf or something like that. Like, what is the dude enjoys Lord of the Rings? <laughs> but he but he it seems like he's always referencing him and it. Stephen Colbert. Do you think Bill Hader would appear as a guest star on this? I could see that. I did. I'm assuming this has guest stars in the first season. 
season is supposed to be eight episodes. Well, I, I mean, they again, Carla Gallo, who, even though she's a main re- reoccurring character, she's been in a ton of the comedy, so I wouldn't be surprised. We Andy and Reggie are the two others at the bar, right? Yeah, they're the others that Where did they there. fall on the line of the beer thing? Like, you said that there was a fallout between the two of them. Uh, both of them decided to do it. I think it was Reggie who also is kind of like a co-owner with Will. Maybe, and he, yeah. And he was really, really wanting to once he learned how many Johnny 66s were uh, opening up throughout the town. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I did, uh, like, the first half of the third episode fall on the side of Johnny 66. I felt like Will just decided to do it because he was mad and I wasn't sure how well that twist worked. But it seems like it's going to help them in the end. They're probably going to get a ton of money. All right. So will you continue to watch the show? No. Even, <laughs> oh, even if it was just on? It feels like one of those ones where I would, if it was just on TV for some reason. Yeah, I would but just... it's on Apple TV. Yeah, it would be hard it, to again, just tune It's a into. six out of ten for me. Like, that's barely passing in my eyes. Okay, well, you did mention physical before, and I did find it interesting how, like, that takes place, I think, in San Diego, California. And then Pam and Tommy, I think, took place in L.A., which mm-hmm. was Seth Rogen's other show that he was actually in and not just... Uh, he's also an Invincible, but he's a main creator of that. Yeah, so it, it, it was strange for Seth Rogen because I felt like he had done so much TV, and I mean, like, on-camera work, like, being the star of, of different TV series. But when I was just, Between like... Between him and seeing, Rose Byrne, Rose Byrne's been in more. Yeah, he. it, it seems like, really, he stuck to either uh, being behind the camera for TV or just film. I mean, even with Preacher, I don't think he showed up in that, and he was in, in charge of that, and then the boys. Uh, it would be weird to see him. He was in Future Man, though. Like, he, <laughs> And he actually had a controlling stake in that as well. The uh, the thing about Rose Byrne, though, is that her uh, filmography is so dense that she has so many like Australian shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that you never would have heard of. But there is one film that I want to highlight that she did called The Tenants, apparently the came Tenants? out in the early 2000s. Yeah, and it starred Rose Byrne, Dylan McDermott, and Snoop Dogg as neighbors <laughs> in a very dysfunctional apartment building uh, like relationship. That sounds no. That's that's just uh, that's just what's the show with uh, Selena Gomez and no, Steve Martin? No, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's not it murder is. in the building because I think Snoop Dogg is like a drug dealer in it, and she has a relationship with him. And then Dylan McDermott. It's a very serious one. Wait, where, it's a serious show? Yes, it's a drama where like I think Dylan McDermott steals Rose Byrne's character, like, and they are about to. To get married and Snoop Dogg why like, swears McDermott? vengeance. Why is Dylan McDermott <laughs> he looks always so different in the villains. trailer? But also oh. Snoop Dogg, how is he in a drama? <laughs> yeah, that's what was funny about it. Yeah, so go check that out if you don't want to see this show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.